Hello, I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio, episode four. Whether you are a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast will enable you to grow personal confidence, serve class members effectively, and market yourself to grow your classes. With over a decade of experience, I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Today, we have a special treat. I'm super excited. This is my first interview. Yay! Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so honored that I I get to be your first interview. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who don't follow me, I don't know why, but you should. On my stories, you'll see one of my favorite humans alive. I get to see her at the gym. She's a gym buddy. She's also an incredibly inspirational leader, speaker, therapist, mental health professional. I said that you could introduce yourself. Wow. You're doing a really good job. (laughs) Dr. Melissa Smith. <laughs> I basically gave you a sprinkle interview, but lo- or like introduction, intro, but I would love you to introduce yourself too. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that was good. Can I, well, I'm just going to like play that on loop Absolutely. for my children <laughs> at home. So yeah, so I am uh, Dr. Melissa Smith. I am a licensed psychologist and a leadership coach. And I've spent most of my career as a certified eating disorder specialist. So I um, work every day with Um, women on the front lines of eating recovery, body image issues, and lead an awesome team of professionals who do the same work. So we have a clinic in Linden, Utah, and then we also do online services as well. But then I also do um, leadership coaching. So that's- She is the best. I kind of do a little bit um, in both worlds, but I'm super passionate about serving the needs of women and helping them to make peace with um with their bodies their relationship with their bodies and and the body image issues that are such a plague for so many of us as women yeah i know that even in talking which is kind of funny that we met at a gym right i know we totally (laughs) we totally met at a gym um and it was i mean obviously love at first sight but then also (laughs) but also i've just like appreciated anytime i get to see melissa at the gym we have really great in-depth discussions which was part of the reason I wanted to interview you yeah. um just because you have you everything that comes out of your mouth is like gold and so I'm like I could just listen and so I hope that you'll find value in this episode um the reason I wanted to interview Melissa is because in my experience over teaching group fitness even bringing a personal trainer and a um and a coach biggest things that I know that I've tried really hard to learn and find awareness in is my language around fitness. And obviously I'm not perfect. We've all (laughs) made plenty of mistakes that we're going to talk about. Um, But learning so much about like language in the fitness industry and the way we present the, you know, like ourselves as instructors, the way we teach and coach, the way we cue, the way we motivate (laughs) and the way we even market ourselves all has to do with language. And it's interesting to see how a lot of times that language isn't positive. It's very negative spun in a positive way. Um, And so I wanted to open this discussion, kind of have a conversation about what we're actually saying, how can we bring awareness and consciousness to it and, and like really have more positivity for those who are serving in our classes. Yeah. Very vague. Now (laughs) it's such an important topic and you know, first of all, I think everything that you're doing and group fitness instruction, like it's such 
Like it's such an important work. And I don't know if I've actually ever told you this, but you know, I, so first of all, I've been someone who's been in love with movement and exercise forever. I don't know. Like I really get the dopamine hit. I've always kind She's of a power lifter. I've, yeah. I've always kind of expert. been like that. And, um, so I was, I was teaching step aerobics in high school what? and in college. Yeah. So, but that's kind of where that ended, but I love group fitness. I think it's, you know, it's something that I'm really passionate about and have always like, like I said, right. Like what, like you said, right. We met at a gym, right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, and many friends that I have, I've met during, um, working out and I used to be an endurance athlete and now I do a lot of powerlifting, but, you know, exercise is such a big part of our life. And, in my professional work. So I'm a certified eating disorder specialist. And within that, I'm an, I'm a specialist around movement. So I work with a lot of athletes. I work with a lot of professional athletes and just, you know, collegiate athletes and individuals who have developed an unbalanced relationship with exercise. And so, you know, we think about movement and it's such right? It's part of how we are designed as humans, right? We're designed to move. And yet I've also been in the gym and I've been in group fitness classes where, where I've heard something from a fitness instructor. And I'm like, oh no, just cringe please, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> please don't say that because, you know, I think there's always good intent mm -hmm. to support health. And so when we think about the language and as a psychologist, I've always, I've always believed this. I've always said this, that language really matters. It does. And so the intention, I think, is always good, but we want to be very mindful about language. And so I think what we really want to pay attention to is paying attention to um, what supports health yes. and staying away from some of the language that can be objectifying. So when we think about... Or shaming. Or shaming, right? right? So, you know, I think the classic example is, you know, earn your turkey, mm -hmm. right? That, we like, always think about... Every gym. Wanna, like, yeah, every gym does Every this. gym does it. Every instructor does it, mm -hmm. whether it's before or after. Make sure you come. Like, I was, I, I started making it like more like shake before you bake. But even... Yeah, uh -huh. So it's like takes it away from yes. the eating mm -hmm. or shake your tail feather, which is... You can use it. Just yeah. tag me. But a lot of the stuff is always like pre-burn, you know, like yeah. the turkey burn, you burn before the, the, the feast or burn yes, after. the compensatory yes. nature of exercise, right? That you, that you don't get to eat unless, unless, you earn it. unless you've earned it, <laughs> yeah. right? And so one of the things that we want to be mindful of is that we want to disentangle the movement from eating, yeah, right? Because as, as humans were designed to move, as humans were designed to eat. Yes. And yet when we tie those so closely together, it creates a lot of shame, right? And so some of the other things we want to pay attention to is being careful not to objectify the body, right? Like when yes. we're focused on, you know, just... It's going to get you those six-pack abs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But really, like what can, what can fitness instructors do to help... Um, class members really tune in to that intuitive awareness in terms of, okay, am, am I feeling this connection with my body? And, right? Like, am I actually feeling my core 
connect here because we we want to encourage that intuitive connection, but it's not about objectifying specific body parts. It's actually about a holistic connection and that all of that supports health, right? And I think the other thing is we don't ever want to sacrifice health in the pursuit of fitness. Yes. And I think there is a difference. There is a big difference. That's something I know that I've had to learn over the last few Mm -hmm. years. It's it's not, it's not the same thing. Yeah. And nor should fitness take over. It has to be health first. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, the way that I always think about it, you know, I think about, you know, a pyramid, right. And that health is the foundation and that you have to have that foundation of health before you can even start looking at fitness but fitness rests on the foundation of health. And that is physically, that is emotionally, that is spiritually. And so, you know, the language of a fitness instructor really matters because that can start to play games in our heads. I think the other um, the other area where fitness instructors can really make a big difference is where we are, where where they can really encourage you know, fun and connection instead of competition. Yes. Um, and and not that there's anything wrong with competition. So let me even amend that. We want connection over comparison. Because I think one of the things that can be so incredibly undermining um, that we can see in group fitness classes in particular is if there is a tendency to compare. Um, healthy competition is awesome. And I think that there actually can be a great place for that in group fitness. But if there is a focus on comparison, which hopefully isn't happening. Hopefully there's no room for that. Yeah. (laughs) Then then people leave feeling worse about themselves. And they don't want to come back. They do. A lot of times they don't want to come back and Mm -hmm. then they start adopting or reiterating their story that they're already telling themselves. Like I'm can't do this. I will never Mm -hmm. be successful. This will never be me. Yeah. And we don't ever want that. Um, something that I always try and emphasize to my friends, my instructors, um, is first, we create the culture in our exactly. classroom. We create the culture. Yeah. And so if we if we in ourselves are having a hard time in that comparison, mm-hmm. it will bleed out into our language. It, it always, always shows up. It, it always does. It always does. Um, and then something else, too, is that we have massive influence Mm -hmm. with, and it's like, even if you have like what you have, like 72 followers on Instagram, that's influence. The people that come to our classes, they're looking to us for motivation. They're looking to us for safety. Mm -hmm. That's something that's huge is group fitness is a safe place. Yeah, absolutely. And I think being able to not just mind our language, but also mind our actions and language outside of the classroom. Yep. Um, I know that like even me, like I've had a really unhealthy relationship with group in group fitness, mm-hmm. like as an instructor, I've shown up to my classes with like a leg and a boot. I have had my arm in a sling <laughs> and stuff like that. So even though it might not be necessarily language, what message am I sending to my classes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you sacrifice your body and you do this 10 times a day if you need to. <laughs> um, and it's like that immediately. It's like not health anymore. Yeah, it's past the line. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to be so mindful and careful with our words, with our influence, with the messages yeah. that we're sending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that we're we're talking about this because yeah. I don't think anyone talks about it until we're mm-hmm. like way deep in our own problems. And like, I wonder where this all came from. Yeah. 
But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the I think the other thing is um and and I I mean this with all respect, but bring it on. To to stay in your lane. Yes. Right? I mean, I think sometimes again, it's so well intentioned, but I think sometimes by virtue of the influence that group instructors have, sometimes they move out of their lane and they, you know, out of their scope of practice, out of the scope of practice. Yeah. And, and I, I just think like, you have to be so incredibly careful about that, whether it's around, you know, nutrition, whether it's around mental health, whether it's around injuries. And I just think like, Ooh, like let's be super careful about that. And I think I think more than anything, it's like, what are the basics around that group fitness class that you can really be reiterating? And and I think more than anything, it's it's that holistic, um, holistic health, helping helping your um your class participants really tune into what's ha- what's happening in my body. What does this feel like? <laughs> what does this feel like? Yes. How do I know that this is like a healthy pushing versus, gosh, this, something's not right here and I need to stop? <laughs> yes, because there right? are some formats too. Like I've heard, um, hopefully this isn't like a direct tip, but kind of it is. I've heard from certifications, tell your members to push past the puke point. Yeah. And when you when I heard that, I remember just mm-hmm. immediately wanting to like go to the creator and be like, what? Yeah, like time out. What? <laughs> That's that should never be yeah. something to you know to like how aspire that, to. Yeah, how does that support health in any way? Not at all. No. And how does it support being in tune and honoring your body? Yeah. So yeah. I would love I would love to hear um like, what would you, what are some things that maybe you would like to hear more of in classes? Like I know, and in that last note, like something that I've learned, I'd learned it in a yoga class and I've Mm -hmm. adopted it ever since was push where you can and honor your limits. Yes. And it's like being that immediately gives people permission, like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe my body can't do this and that's okay. We're honoring it. And that's, this is like me showing respect to my body. And even if, even if they don't have that instant thought, it's like when they keep coming back and start hearing that language, like I've had students come up to me saying, I've never heard someone say honor my limits. Yeah. And it was finally gave me the permission to like, be like, I have a back injury and I shouldn't be doing this. And now I know that it's okay not to. Yeah. Which is so powerful. And, and I think, I mean, I think this is part of what empathy looks like for fitness instructors. Because, right, for many fitness instructors, right, because you're a fitness instructor, like, you get jazzed about movement. Oh, we get super passionate. Right? And so the thing that that I think is so important to keep in mind is that you may have some very reluctant participants in your class. You, right, they might feel ashamed. They might feel embarrassed. They might not be very happy to be there. Right. And so having empathy for everyone that's showing up. Right. And so thinking about <laughs> thinking about what that empathy could maybe look like. And so don't make any assumptions yeah. about who's showing up in your class. And so I think, you know, what that can look like is, first of all, you know, giving some good parameters to your participants of, you know, I, I, even very basic of, in terms of like, 
what is a what does a seven look like mm-hmm. on output? Yeah. What you know and in your body. In your body, mm-hmm. right? Like how do I how do I know that in my breathing? Um giving giving clear instructions, right? Which of course is like basic 101, but that might not be very basic mm-hmm. to some of your participants. And then I think something that you um, you spoke to, but I think it is so incredibly important is giving people permission to listen to their bodies, yes. giving people permission to be their own wisest advocate, because especially when it comes to movement, we have, and, and actually when it comes to our body bodies, we have been taught that we don't know anything. We've been taught by diet culture that we don't know what to feed ourselves, mm-hmm. that we need to pay and that we need to <laughs> diet or, gurus. If you're craving something, don't listen to <laughs> Don't that. listen to don't it. Don't honor that. You have to cut out entire food or groups. Or else it's not tough. It's not discipline. Exactly. Yeah. And that if you, yeah, exactly. Wow, that you, that. you have zero discipline if you don't push through and do everything as, you know, this fitness instructor who's super jazzed yeah. about this is doing. Mm-hmm. And so as a fitness instructor, using your influence and using your power and recognizing that that power is good. Yeah. And that's a great thing to be able to say, you have permission to listen to your body, mm-hmm. right? And how do you know what kind of pushing is good for your body and what kind of pu- pushing is, you know what, I need, I need to take a couple I minutes. Off, yeah. I need to go, I need to go get a drink of water. And so I think recognizing like if you as a fitness instructor have to be the expert in the room, then that's going to be a problem for all of your participants because we want them to be the expert on their body, right? And you come in with a lot of skills and you are a guide, but they get to be the experts on their body. And I think that becomes so empowering for them. And then it's about connection and it's about guiding them for, to, you know, to a really great experience. Yeah. So that we all can like experience that joy because I firmly believe that we are designed to have joy in our bodies. And, you know, there's there's just been a lot of, you know, a lot of shame and a lot of junk in our culture that has gotten in the way of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think there is a huge idea. There's this idea that we have to punish our bodies to find happiness, which is totally wrong. Yeah. Like, I think the biggest thing that I even want to challenge any fitness instructor right now. Like I know being in the fitness industry, we we have a lot of pressures. Mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time. Like we feel like we have to be super shredded for to teach some kind of mm-hmm. format or mm-hmm. we have to look some kind of way or jump so some kind of high or whatever yeah. um, to be an example. But the, the honest reality, I think at least something that I've learned is that the sooner we can find acceptance for where we are, it also helps us gain that empathy. Yeah. It helps us gain the ability to see people where they are mm-hmm. and say, you know what, I'm I'm right with you. Yeah. Let's go somewhere together. Yeah. And being able to even offer yourself the that permission to slow down, let yeah. go, take breaks. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this this is the thing. It, if you have these mental blocks around you know, this is, you know, doing a workout this way or pushing um, this hard means I'm disciplined, yes. right? You, you got some, you got some work to we do. Have some work to do. We have some work to do and it will not be done in the studio. Yeah. 
It can't be done. It will not be done in the gym. <laughs> it will not be done in the gym. You will not find it. Right? Like that's that's a lot of pressure on a workout. Yes. And that was that was a load that a workout was never designed to carry. And so, you know, when we when we put all that pressure on any any sort of identity, right? Whether that is as a fitness instructor or your performance during a certain class, like we got to we got to back off of that because there are lots of ways that we can we can exercise discipline that we can show perseverance and you know that that role as an exercise instructor or as an exercise participant right as a class participant it's it's just it's just one activity Mm -hmm. and so we were never designed to put all of our self-worth in one basket or even like all our time and life and yeah like Something that I know that I've had really great discussions with, with participants. They're like, how do you do it all day? Like, and I'm like, I don't. No. No. And no. no one should. Yeah. This, this gym section is just one, like one hour, mm-hmm. a one hour class yeah. right now, 45 minutes with COVID. But it's like, <laughs> this is 45 minutes where we come, yeah. we move our bodies, we celebrate our bodies, we work mm-hmm. hard, and then we leave yeah. And we continue throughout the rest of our day. We don't stress about, oh, should I go back and do another one? Yeah. Or, oh, did I do enough to like have my crumble cookie? It's like, no, yeah. that's that's shit. You yeah. walk out the door and you thank your, you know, like thank your body, thank your instructor, thank your body and say like, my gosh, your legs. Like we didn't, yeah. I didn't know we could do that. And we did. Yeah. And then you honor that and you walk out. Yeah. Well, and that, that would be the last thing that I would say around, um, around language and around the invitation for fitness instructors is, you know, be real. Yeah. Be honest. Be honest. Be genuine. Be authentic. Because that is that is where connection happens. And that's actually where inspiration happens to, you know, to to if you feel like you have to be perfect, if you feel like you have to be up there on a pedestal, boy, like people might admire yeah, you, <laughs> but that they won't want to connect with you. That's true. And your your most of your influence will happen when people can connect to you when they see the human side of yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's actually um, one of your greatest gifts, Andy, because you like you are so genuine, and people really feel close to you. And it is because you're so genuine. So <laughs> I think it's that. one of your greatest gifts. So yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think it just takes. I think it just takes learning. Mm-hmm. How to just be nice to yourself and yeah. knowing that we're never going to get it right or we're never going to be exactly right on. We're never yeah. going to be able to take care of every single person in our class we want to. We're never yeah. going to have these co- deep conversations and being like, hey, how are you? And your mental health. And they, you probably shouldn't if you're not a therapist. But <laughs> <laughs> remember, stay in your scope of practice. <laughs> but I think being able to at least find the self-compassion to step back, do the work, and and be able to share honestly mm-hmm. like i struggle too this is heavy for me too yeah. i can't jump the whole class like yeah. i think people love seeing the human side of you and they will appreciate that in the long run knowing okay i can be human too because this person i look up to yeah tries to be human sometimes yeah yeah i have permission too <laughs> i have permission too. yeah and we all we all need a little bit more of that i think so yes so do you have <laughs> any any final words for these fitness instructors no, like you're doing amazing work. Just keep it up, 
right? And and just I would just say keep that focus on holistic health where they can, you know, they are becoming the experts on on their own on their own bodies and their own needs, and they're learning to really um, tune into those cues. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was amazing. <laughs> I'm super grateful for the or for Dr. Melissa Smith for joining me today. I thought that was I've been wanting to do this. This was really the podcast episode. Like we can close this podcast now because I've been wanting to do this interview for like a year. <laughs> I just know that there's so much power in your influence. And I hope that you feel that too and that you feel a little bit more empowered and and maybe have um maybe take this as an opportunity and an invitation to Listen to the words that you're saying, whether it's yourself or to your classes, listen to your cues, listen to the way that you speak about yourself and your relationship with food and health and know that your words matter, your language matters. And with that said, we'll see you maybe on the next one. <laughs> Thanks so much.